previously on my best friend's journal. Were they being Mean Girls? Yeah. Lead singer was being a meanie pie. <laughs> you can go from being so <laughs> X-rated to being so G. The two uh, Ukrainian people there just could not be bothered to run. She missed the flight. Oh, no. <laughs> I love gay sex, but you have to plan it out. Anyone who's spontaneously having butt sex and not preparing mm. is not giving themselves the opportunity they deserve. Uh, Hanky Panky on May 1st. Hanky Panky? Oh my god, <laughs> Grandma. Five years ago he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my best friend's journal. I'm Mike, and Cam is no longer with us. <laughs> well, that's just, not good. <laughs> my segment. <laughs> I hold the intro very dear. I never know how to start it, but I always end up starting it. So, it's usually Tr- commenting on some stupid shit I'm doing. But instead, I just decided to get right into it. <laughs> You're full up on stupid shit for the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hi, how are you? Good. I'm. I mean, don't lie to the people. <laughs> we had a roller coaster of a twenty minutes here. We had to. We began this process and then we had to stop because I got too disappointed to have joy in my voice. <laughs> I was looking forward to telling Cam all about this date I was going on because Lord knows me going on a date is a, a rare, rare and beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely rare. Um, <laughs> and I'm getting amped to talk about it. And I get a message right in the middle of it saying, sorry, I got to reschedule, basically. And I just, like, the, the air came out of my tire. How do you say that? The air came out of my tires. I need like... to check my tire. <laughs> That's a little flat. Okay. And the it just, like, deflated me. I was super excited, and all of a sudden, I was super not. Um, it, it It is really fair, I think, though. You know, you, you it doesn't matter how big or little the thing is. If it's something that you've got your, you know, your heart set on, that you're going to have this experience, and then someone flakes on you. I mean, that's what it's like living in L.A. every time you try to have dinner with a friend. That's true. <laughs> it, it felt, thank you for that um, affirmation. It felt a little irrational because I know almost nothing about this person. I know his first name, and we had about a three-line back and forth before we were like, let's get drinks. Um, so I don't know what the buildup was all about, but it's... Felt much more disappointing than I expected. Maybe that's your cue that your mind, your heart is ready to date. Maybe you're just, uh, maybe that was really exciting for you for a reason. It had nothing to do with the person, but you were just ready to go on a date and you're ready to have a connection that way. Like I said, I, I know very little about this guy and we tried to fix that with a little internet stalking and we went deep. We dug deep. <laughs> you're not allowed to tell him that you're um, gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Now he's seen your picture. He knows <laughs> what I was going to say is that you're not allowed to tell him that you're a podcast host because uh, he is. hear all this. Yeah. I know what a creep I am. I know. Although maybe 
you know, this is going to come out in a week or two. So he will, uh, he'll have an opportunity to make a judgment about whether or not you're a creep in person. <laughs> we did try hard though. We were, uh, we were like taking pictures of his, oh, don't tell that. This is, uh... Oh, well it was my idea. I'll fuss up to it. We, uh, screenshotted one of his Instagram photos and tried to Google image search it. Cause we don't know his Instagram yes, handle. Give a little backup. The Instagram was connected to the dating app, but you can't actually get to the Instagram or even zoom in on Which the pictures. Awful user experience. So stupid. Yeah. So I don't know anything. I don't even know his last name. I suppose I could ask. <laughs> <laughs> do that in person. <laughs> I'll do it after he finishes. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know the protocol um, for, for when to ask for last names. No, for when he, I was joking about when he finishes, but like, I don't, I'm not a first date sex kind of person, but then also I'm like, if I'm not prepared, that's exactly when it's going to happen. One time when I wasn't sure <laughs> what was going to happen, I was like, well, just be prepared anyway. In the worst case scenario, you're prepared and nothing happens. All yeah. good. But um, I wasn't anywhere near home, so I quote unquote prepared in a Starbucks bathroom. Are you by preparing? Do you mean douched your butthole? I prepared <laughs> in a Starbucks bathroom. He stopped making eye contact for all of a sudden. <laughs> you just don't know. I, I like I said, I'm not oh. usually a first date sex Did kind you of just person. Just like lay down a towel or like... oh my God. <laughs> Tina Fey in her book makes a joke about the worst things in the world happen in Starbucks bathrooms. And she's not wrong. She's I just proved wrong. that point. Oh, that's too funny. And did you get laid that night? I did not. Okay. So, worth it. (laughs) Worth it for the podcast. And for the guy next to me, or after me in the bathroom. (laughs) Next to me. I wasn't alone. (laughs) I'm kind of glad that you don't know a ton about him, though, because that is my number one rule of online dating is, okay, you find someone who you find attractive, set up drinks immediately. Don't have endless back and forth where you talk about things that would make good first date chatter. Don't like, don't have those painful conversations where you are just staring at your phone thinking like I have to be witty and I have to be smart and I can't give away too much at the, at the beginning. It's just, it's too much. You have to go have that conversation in person. You lose a lot by wasting all that energy online. You lose um, the sense of, how genuine someone is because Mm -hmm. if you do all this information online, you have, like you said, time to plan it out. Mm -hmm. So anyone can take a million years and write the perfect message, but it's a different kind of chemistry to do it live. Yeah. And there's also that, uh, that real danger you run when you don't know someone well enough to understand the tone with which they're writing something, Mm -hmm. you start hearing it in a voice you've assigned to them. And so you're perceiving everything they say uh, through a lens. That's probably not fair or accurate. Um, and then and, you're set up for disappointment yeah, for sure, exactly. no matter what. Yeah, and I, I feel like back when I was dating, that there were so many times where I was like, this person is cute and funny and I'd like to meet them. But then by the time the conversation's given the opportunity just to peter out, I'm like, I don't want to anymore. I'm not, <laughs> I, I don't have the energy to keep this going. And so it just peters out and no one ever sends another message. So yeah. you make the date for drinks, you go and let conversation peter out organically. <laughs> This was the quickest I have ever made a date on an app ever. I had messaged him months ago, forgot about it because it's just, you know, dating apps. It's how they work. Sure. And he messaged me just the other day and was like, I never responded to this. I feel awful. And how can I make it up to you? And I just said a drink and we went on from there. And it was like, that's pretty cute. It was cute. I was like, oh, it was very charming that he, the way he responded. I was, um, you were charmed. I was allured by it. (laughs) 
I will say I'm proud of us. Uh, I'm going to make it about me a little bit right now because, uh, you know, you're going on a date, which we've talked a lot about. You're putting yourself out there. We're taking our own advice. We went to Golden Girls Live, which we talked about on an early episode. Yeah, we said um, it comes around and we must make a point of yeah, saying it. And, and we, we did. We went. We hung out with some other gays. It was really fun. I actually had a kind of gay weekend. Um, not in a, any kind of crazy way. but All of uh, your weekends are gay weekends. Well, that's true. <laughs> my, uh, my husband and I have been traveling a lot and... Um, I really love to be home. So when we're in LA, I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of a, a homebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but we made a lot of plans this weekend and we had a, a good one. Um, I mean, we hosted uh, a, a gaggle of gays, if you will, for a for a dinner party on Friday night. It was really fun. Went to the beach and then out to a dance club, a wow. gay dance club. I got on a dance floor. I sound like I'm 80. I'm not. I just rarely go dancing. Why does um, that make you sound like you're 80? Because I was so surprised that I got on a dance floor. <laughs> I got on a dance floor. Me? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've talked a lot about the fact that I have an aversion to dancing, but that really usually means just like choreography. Sure. You know, I, I do like to go dancing. I like to to boogie. Okay, now you're 80. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. And I uh, the, the right moment is necessary. Like all the stars have to align for it to be the perfect day yeah. to go out and want to dance and have a great time. 100%. And so that, that the stars aligned for you. You had a good night. You danced your little tush off. You did all this, I should say, with a pretty severe sunburn. Oh. <laughs> did that make the dancing harder? Oh, Were you, like, grinding? God. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't grinding. I was just kind of, like, in the middle of the dance floor living my best life. But mm-hmm. um, it happened at the beach over the weekend. Um, spent a little too much time in the sun. Forgot to reapply. Mm-mm. Always yelling at me about the sunscreen. We went on and on about it in a recent episode. I know. I know. It was... Uh, poor form, but um, it is really painful now. I'm regretting my decisions and learning my lessons. If I stand naked in front of a mirror, it looks like I'm wearing white boxer shorts because of the aggressive tan lines. Ew. It's so <laughs> painful. Oh, but don't worry, everyone. I have my friend Mike here to help take care of me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Lucky you. Uh-huh. Lucky me. I asked my good buddy here to help me apply aloe in the hard-to-reach places. Your taint? <laughs> Yeah, because I famously have T-Rex arms and can't reach my own taint. <laughs> I don't know what to say about T-Rexes going for the taint anyway. <laughs> no, but I asked Mike to help me apply aloe to my back where I couldn't reach. And I did. Uh, mm-hmm. And I said, be careful. I'm really sensitive and sore right now. And he went about applying aloe with the finesse of a toddler playing with finger paint. <laughs> yeah, that's about it's about right. Yeah, cut to him just giggling maniacally behind me <laughs> well, as I flinched and squirmed away from his aggressive touch. You're not the first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a dick. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yep. I have a good heart. I just do dicky things. You're one of my favorite dicks. Hmm. You're my favorite friend dick. What? What? I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Even if you I don't, guess. I'm going to read the journal. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> You're not setting us up for success. <laughs> disgusted by this journal. Oh, I'm not disgusted at all. I am, uh, I'm just trying to figure out where I was and where we were. and All we need is a couple of good entries. and we That have... is what she said. Okay, Michael Scott. Can we? Where were we? You always ask me where we were. You're reading the journal. I'm going to ask you. Where were we? Uh, we were somewhere between August 19th and 20th because that's where my bookmark was. Okay. I meant like catch people up. What was happening? Um, you're just turning everything on its head today. Um, we were 
uh, on a boat, I think. Okay. <laughs> Guys, this is how this is going to go. It's pretty much what I gave you last time, too. You're like, where are we? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, never matters. This A journal can start anywhere. Who cares? Doesn't matter what happened before. We'll catch up on what you need to know. That's true. Also, check the previously on, as yeah. you have said in the past. August 20th, 2013. This uh, this day started out with a, a long Port Manning day. You tanned and gemmed in the middle. You're annoyed with um, that woman, uh, the H. H. Thank you. Literally, her name is on the page. I'm like, what nickname did we give her? Toothless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Meth mouth. Um, you were annoyed with the toothless lady. Okay. Um, <laughs> She had some teeth. She most. <laughs> she had most of her teeth. She's missing a few. But nope, not in my mind. You were annoyed with toothless and her po- hmm, her hypocrisy with timing. Annoyed with. I'm gonna call them the Jays because both their names start with J. So you were mad at Argentina and the Jays uh, because of their exclusion, feeling alone. So they were being mean girls. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what was going on because maybe you were being a dick. Maybe. Um. August 21st, you are in St. Jean de Luz, France. Beach day! Big uh, capital letters. Beautiful crowded beach with Christian and Michaela. Those are oxymorons. Beautiful crowded. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful parentheses crowded. Um, swam and jumped off of a floating island. Ate paninis and sangria. Socializing with... Did I have to chew the sangria? <laughs> you ate it. <laughs> um, Which, jumped off of a floating island? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Oh, maybe like one of those blow-up things? Or maybe. Like... It was a beautiful sunset and moon with pina coladas. Oh, I... What a day. You know what? Usually when you read these things, I'm like, yeah, that's what happened. Um, I don't even have the foggiest memory of this day. Oh, okay. Everything you've just described. I I remember getting excited at St. Jean de Luz. I remember that being our like beach place, mm-hmm. but I can't picture it. I can't remember any of this. Ten bucks says you were hammered by midday and don't remember the That details. could be it. But then <laughs> was my drunk ass like, hold on, I just go right. This is my journal. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you can like remember it the next day to write it down, but then like those those oh, sure. memories are not going to stay with you for years. So I like I banked it in the short term, but it didn't make it to the long term. Yeah. Science. Wow. Here we are. <laughs> Let's explain how memory works. Oh wait, we've been there. <laughs> Neurologists once again. The 22nd of August was second beach day. Love the beach. Bought a kite. You bought a kite. Ah! Christian and I flew it. I remember now. <laughs> the kite, that was the trigger I needed. Yes, we got one of those kites that has the two strings and you like do tricks and shit with. Uh-huh. And for some reason we were like quite good at it. Out of nowhere we knew how to do it. I bought a, a kite again like that like two years later and I could not for the life of me get it up. So maybe <laughs> me. Um, so maybe me thinking we were good at it was kick was good at it but like the toddler i am he handed me the string and was like you can hold it now oh look what you're doing wow (laughs) i am a toddler i want to know more about the fact that as an adult you have bought two kites is it a thing that you just like to do kites are fun okay do you not like that no no i I love how like fun loving you are i just think kites were that one of those things uh when i was a kid that was like kids in movies and in cartoons flew kites it was a little too hollywood or something it just felt like fake kids flew kites well i just want you to remember my mom thinks i'm quite hollywood yeah so. i know well she's um, not no, wrong kites are super fun it's i love that kind of that beach energy frisbee balls uh, i uh, threw bucket. i threw a football with one of my straight friends at the beach the other day and it was so fun although i was i'm disgusted it, <laughs> Yeah, the look he's giving me. It was so fun. I was like, man, I really should have learned to throw a ball as a child. 
<laughs> oh, be a lot more efficient at this. Oh, you're not good. It was okay. It wasn't. I didn't. I don't think I was like looking like a, a real idiot out there, but like I couldn't throw that like perfect tight spiral that the straight boys were. Did you have that experience in gym class as a kid yeah. of like like that gay dread of having to throw a ball in front of someone? Oh my god, absolutely. Although I was lucky I had a really big school, so um, there were actually some other gay kids around. And the only other gay kid in my gym class and I used to partner up um, to basically avoid all things gym. Um, <laughs> I specifically remember in our tennis unit, we would uh, hit tennis the ball. <laughs> we would hit the ball just as hard as possible over the fence um, just to kind of eat up gym class time. So you could just like run and go get it? Run. Walk very, very slowly. <laughs> Point is to eat up the time, okay. yes. I know, I understand the game you were playing. <laughs> Just go walk with my gay friend and not not do sports. Uh. <laughs> um, although, to be honest, it was a miracle to get me to gym class at all. I uh, skipped it a lot, and it was like very easy to do because I constantly had like other school activities going on, and I knew all the faculty and staff and was like trusted. So I actually was a student senator. And so just like our current senators abused my power. Um, <laughs> and uh, one time I ran into the principal in the hallway and I knew him from the Senate. And he was like, Mike, you're failing gym. And I was like, oh, huh. He's like, don't worry about it. And I got to be. He fixed it. That is so corrupt. It is so corrupt. But like for the best, it's for freaking gym. It's so stupid. Anyway, I was glad to have him on my team. This is so stupid. <laughs> um, did you, you just told me you didn't have that perfect spiral, but did you have... I don't know, was Jim generally fine for you or? Uh, no, Jim was fucking awful for me from like day one of school. Um, I was just a like thoroughly non-athletic kid, like to the point where my mom is still baffled that I like to like work out and hike. She's like my non-athletic son who likes to go on trips to go hiking. Like, what the just fuck is wrong? Got that image of you trapped forever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, even if my best friends were out playing sports, I'd be like, nah, you guys go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Like I, I didn't need to be included in that. I'd be just as happy inside reading a book and eating snacks. Like that was just my childhood or, <laughs> or being outside doing other things. Like I was a, I was a weird horse girl. Like I was down. Pause. Sorry, I should have said hooves. <laughs> Pause. God, I hate you. <laughs> you were a weird horse girl? Yeah. You know the horse girls I'm talking about? No. No, everyone grew up with the weird horse girls. There's a... Uh, oh, like, you know it, what? You're right. It's a, <laughs> it's it's like the girls at school that like ride horses and are a little too obsessed with it. Uh, I was an aspiring weird horse girl. I rode horses growing up and I loved it. Like I grew Why up in the country. Why are you saying horse girl? <laughs> because it's always a girl. It's always like weird girls oh. that are obsessed that like with horses. like a feminine horses. thing, I guess? Yeah. Think mm. about the weird horse girls in your school. I... <laughs> They existed, I promise. Okay. <laughs> you grew up with enough white people, and there's going to be some weird horse girls at your school. That's, that's fair enough. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was, I mean, that was my aspiration. Although they fully rejected me on the playground, but that's a whole different situation. But I was just a, I was a weird kid. I mean, Jim was bad enough, but I could barely walk in front of other kids without getting made fun of, let alone throw a ball. I mean, I was. You walked gay? Oh, I walked so I guess, gay, yeah. apparently. I did, I, too. I had a little swish in my step, and my lips too. were a little too red when I was a kid. Like, it looked like I was wearing lipstick. And I swear to God, like, boys, girls, whoever, even my friends made fun of me so much for how I walked oh. and how I looked. Like, they were, they would just say I was really girly. It's very unfair. Everyone, the world knows we're gay well before we know. Yeah. Oh, like, for sure. I mean, I was just, like, an effeminate little kid. Yeah. Um, I was uh, also, obviously, I remember one point I had that little bowl cut that all boys and girls had. Uh -huh. And I had very rosy cheeks. And uh, 
a little girl came up to me and asked if I was a boy or a girl. And it was like very sweet. She didn't mean anything by it. It didn't seem malicious, but I remember wondering what it was that make, made her confused. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess I, I um, emanate something that others see and I have no concept of. Yeah. Speaking of being a gay kid, like, do you remember the first... The first time that you thought maybe you were gay or you were different in a way that you would later understand to be gay? Uh, yeah, for sure. I remember a, a couple things. Um, one, in kindergarten, I had this best friend that I like loved to hug. And he was like, yeah, I just felt so special when he was around. And I didn't realize then that it was a crush. I yeah. just like liked him more than the other kids. And I didn't want anyone else near him. <laughs> <laughs> you were very protective of your best friend. I was. It wasn't, Possessive, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until like... Maybe eighth grade that I realized I was gay and then was like, oh, that wasn't, that was a crush. That's what that was. Sure. Um, And the other thing, I loved dolls and I loved The Little Mermaid. And my grandma, my Weibo, um, is really good at crafts and stuff. And so she would make all kinds of stuff for my siblings and I. And she was making my sister a Little Mermaid towel. And I was very upset that it wasn't for me. I thought it was for me, but it was for little girls. But I think she ended up making me one anyway. Um, (laughs) Actually, I had very supportive family as far as that goes. My mom and dad, my mom told me later, had an argument about a Christmas gift to get me. All I wanted was a magic wand. And my dad was like, we're not getting this wand. It was like a big glittery star wand. I'm familiar. Probably had like water and glitter in the middle of Uh it. Yeah, I just wanted something to do my spells with. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And uh, my mom was like, this is all this kid wants for fucking Christmas. Get him the damn wand. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. Yeah. Um, I got the wand. (laughs) Of course you did. I think I lost it later. Um, How about you? Do you have a cute little wand story? Uh, Not so much a cute one, but I do remember one moment where I thought, Oh God, I'm different in a way that is not okay in this family. Um, so my sister was three years older than me and we used to go to the library a lot. It was actually on the way to church and we went to church all the damn time. So we would always stop at the library to drop off books on the way to church. And, um, my sister was probably like nine. I was maybe six, something like that. And they were doing the thing with like that we do with little kids, which really grosses me out, which is like, Oh, that's your boyfriend or that's your girlfriend or, you know, oh. all the time, like, like weirdly sexualizing kids. Like boys and I girls know. are never just, it's always, yeah. She was really good friends with a boy at our church and my parents would always be like, oh, you're going to grow up and marry Jamie and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, stop it. Let these kids be kids and be friends. Anyway, didn't think about that at the time, but we were leaving the library and there was a little boy around my sister's age who I was like, that boy's really cute. And so I said to her, I said, hey, look, he's, he's really cute too. And we were in the car with the whole family and it was like dead silent. And then I could hear, I can't remember if it was my mom or dad, but one of my parents took this big breath and they were like, little boys don't say that about other little boys. Oh my God. And it just was so uncomfortable. And I knew very clearly that, that I had done something shameful and like different. And then that stuck in my head so much growing up that I would remember, you know, like, Oh God, this is not how boys feel about other boys, you know, but I couldn't help it. Cause those thoughts just happened more and more often. Um, yeah. But then here we are. <laughs> they like think they knew you were gay and were like fighting it off. Uh, you know, when I finally did come out and my mother was like having the, you know, mental breakdown that ensued, she did say at one point, I suppose there were signs. 
And I'm like, yeah, like of course <laughs> a couple. there were. It was it was pretty willful ignorance, I think, on their part. But they saw what they wanted to see. You know, they didn't yeah. want to deal with having a gay kid. They wanted to have a artistic, sensitive kid who would grow up to make a wonderful husband to a woman. <laughs> Yikes! You just unfair to put that kind of pressure and shame on a kid. You didn't even know it was a. You didn't know you didn't need. You didn't do anything, but you didn't even know what they were no, talking yeah. about. It just, and you yeah. know, I'm sure if I recounted that to my parents today they would be horrified because good i hope so well i hope so too but also they they absolutely blame themselves for my homosexuality so they would probably be like oh how do it is the way you're raised differently uh-huh exactly <laughs> oh anyway where were we um so you bought a kite kick and i flew it walked on the beach cloudy but nice day two dan two danzares i'm useless in that show jim Jim, we just gonna bypass. I'm useless in that show. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. No, you know what? It's what it was. It, it felt like my part was like an afterthought. It was I spent so much of it backstage. I did the show again a few years later on a different ship, and I was the other guy singer in that one. Oh, so they'll bring the same show to different ships? They called it a different name, but oh, yeah, okay. same, same show. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so lazy. <laughs> uh, August twenty third, you were in Bilbao, España. Tapas tour was excellent. Red pepper and cod with hollandaise was my favorite. Yum. Hmm. You wouldn't, but I would. August 24th, two activities and was sad after. Don't know why they slash toothless put me in a mood. Prayed for positivity. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you just surprised yourself so much. Uh, lovely dinner and discoveries with Tom and Greg. Love uh, them and their relationship. Another gay couple. It was a... Dinks. Dinks. How does it stand for again? Double income, no kids. That's it. I guess it's not an explicitly gay thing. Um, it's just nice to have some fun, young, gay energy on there. Yeah, no without, kidding. Yeah. Um, my song cut from LC, <laughs> LCU. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why is that funny? Because uh, this... Uh, little mini show we had to do all the singers just sang one song um, and then it was about you know uh, there was was a lot of talking and guests and whatever so we open it with the four singers coming on and doing one song each and um, the three other singers go and then I walk on stage and the cruise director starts the introduction for like the main program oh no (laughs) and so I realize as I'm walking on stage that I will not be singing and I just Gave a little wave and continued walking right off stage. <laughs> Second time that's happened. <laughs> that's so sad. Did he just forget or did he cut it on purpose? He just forgot. Okay. <laughs> Which is, is worse, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that tickled me. He should have been anxiously anticipating your song. He just forgot it existed entirely. Oops, it's cut. Sorry. (laughs) Maybe next time. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, August 25th. Lisbon today. Just Michaela and I. All. Modern Design Museum. And then Rocio Station to Sintra, which doesn't matter, I don't think. Sintra does matter. It says beautiful fairy tale town. Okay, so... Sorry, I, I was thinking that you were just listing train stations, but Sintra is a city. Sintra is a city right outside Lisbon. It is. Um, it just looks like you're in a storybook. Uh, next day was Lisbon day number two, but you were port manning. Lots of activities, but wasn't so bad. Had sex, topped and bottomed. Whoa. Ooh, hold on. Had sex, topped and bottomed, bled. 
<gasps> went to bed. <sighs> the whole room just clinched up. <laughs> the whole room. <laughs> you, me, and Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> just staring at each other all clenched. I am <laughs> clenching. Oh, wow. I wrote that. I don't have a lot of blood experiences, uh, which is good. Uh-huh. Was it uh, like dramatic or was it like a little bit afterwards? Do you remember? No, a little bit after. Okay, like that's good. Just kind of noticed it. It didn't look like you had had period sex. <laughs> That'd be really upsetting after butt sex, actually. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Talk Some, more. Something's really wrong in that situation. Um, I think it was like a not... Like dripping blood, but when you clean White. up after, you yeah. see some bloody streaks. Yeah. Um, but also topped and bottomed, fun. So fun, you flipped. Also, I think I said at one point that I barely topped in here, but you've mentioned me topping quite a bit. Although I explicitly mention it every time I do, and if it just says sex, then it probably wasn't topping. Yeah, but you did it a fair few times. Yeah. I mean, good for you. I, I say good for you. <laughs> you got to play the man occasionally. <laughs> oh God, Jesus a, Christ, was is. like. Why, what does that even mean, good for you? I'm glad that you got to have that experience if well, you wanted it. Yes, good for me in that I feel like he was a very controlling person. And so if I obviously I wanted to top as well. So the fact that I got my way sometimes, you know. Sure. It's tough that you wrote that word. It just makes me hurt for you. Ow. <laughs> bloody butthole. Is that a uh, bloody butthole? Episode title. Um, <laughs> do you, Have you ever? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like aggressively or just like streaky? Oh, stop calling it streaky. Um, I don't. What else do you want to say? I, I don't know. Just like a, a little to, bit afterwards. Yeah, I I have mentioned before that I'm not like great at it, um, and my body doesn't always like to accommodate it. So, uh, yeah, like there's been a couple times where it's been a little little bit afterwards, like not during, but afterwards. What? <laughs> I have a horror story. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, tell it. We might cut it. That was the problem. It wasn't cut. Um, so. Actually, it's a uh, swass. What do we decide? Sweaty ass. You know, we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Did you have sex with him? No. God, oh. no. That was <laughs> oh, shit. So much harsher than I meant it to sound. <laughs> no, we just were not. That was not our relationship. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> um, actually, though, it, it was swass and his friend this time. But I've heard this story uh, a fair few times where an uncut penis is forcefully stuck into a lubeless asshole and the, oh my god uh-huh the banjo string uh, uh mm-mm, mm-mm. banjo string i've had a penis for 33 years and i've never heard of that term what does that it's strange because you're 36 years old <laughs> i am not what is a banjo string are we talking about like on the underside mm-hmm. the frenulum is that what it's called mm-hmm. the thing that like connects mm-hmm. uh okay on, yeah. on the underside like that goes like where the head kind of comes together and goes down. Yeah, I think the layman's term is banjo string. I have never heard that. Really? Yeah. Should we Urban Dictionary real yeah, quick? Yeah, absolutely. Checking it's that. Anything like a hot lunch. Thank God for Urban Dictionary, huh? I know. Could get a sponsorship from them. We bring yep. them up every goddamn episode. Banjo string. The frenulum. Well done. You're so smart. <laughs> the fine... <laughs> The fine length of skin on the underside of the penis, linking the fireman's helmet to the foreskin and main shaft. The fireman's helmet. That's not technical. (laughs) (laughs) Sensitive, but also vulnerable during particularly rough sex. Anyway, he ripped it, and it was a bloody, bloody scene. It, like, that ripping is, um, leaves a lot of blood. It's like a head wound. It's also very, It is literally a head wound, and it, uh, also is really hard to recover from, and you can't, the foreskin then has no um, doesn't automatically 
go back and forth, you know? It's just kind of loose hanging. Wait, so... So you're not foreskin. So he, like, he he wrecked a suspension? What? (laughs) Is this a car thing? (laughs) Um... So the banjo string is the throat of the penis. <laughs> what? It's like right here on the penis. You people can't see you. <laughs> I'm trying to understand why it then makes the foreskin loose and just... The banjo string holds the foreskin up, right? It holds it's it... not like a fucking drawstring. I don't know, man. I'm just recollecting <laughs> the story. That thing snapped and he bled quite a bit and then the foreskin was hanging down like a loose turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to... Fucking Kool-Aid man through that wall. <laughs> That's continue. a good image. So anyway, my the blood that I I guess referenced in there was nothing like I've never had any kind of yeah. blood incident like that. Whew. That's that stuff. August twenty seventh, you were in Seville. Amazing. I love Seville. It's one of my favorite cities. Um you had Tapas and Sangria. I love how very Spanish you were feeling. Off with Matt? Who? Oh, uh, uh, DJ Matt? Oh, DJ Matt, yes. Pew, pew, pew! <laughs> that was a bad one. That's low. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> All right, uh, out to the bars later. FOMO about flamenco show, but oh. the night was so fun. Foosball. We took some bikes out and rode to just some local bar and met some local people and played some foosball. It was just oh, super fun. That's fun. I want to yeah. go to Europe and go to drink bar. I want to go to Europe and go to drink bars. <laughs> I meant to say I wanted to go to Europe and drink at bars with you. That sounds so fun just to wander out and go get beers and play football. Foosball. Best part. Yeah, I love it. It's the best. Uh, okay, well, this next one is a doozy. It's August 28th, and this is the first time that you have taken up two entries. Um, you wrote a full paragraph and then the next few years are crammed into the bottom of the page. (laughs) So typical of past Michael to fuck over future Michael. (laughs) There's a whole metaphor here that we can ignore. Um, okay. So it's August 28th, 2013. You say off in the morning with, uh, Jay, girl singer, Jay. Awful lead singer. Mm -hmm. Alcazar was so stunning. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. Palace with a crazy garden. Maze garden. Um, it was so stunning. Felt truly thrilled. Oh, I loved that. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but when I say thrilled, I mean like this very specific thing. This this joyful feeling. It's just like unadulterated joy that comes from something new and exciting and experience I haven't had before, or just something like I don't know, simple amazing joys. I love that very much, and it, I know exactly what you mean. That very specific feeling of <gasps> this is truly thrilling, and like the actual like true. Totally. Definition like of that word. Goosebumps, like uh, the good pit of the stomach, like roller coaster feeling, that kind of thrill. That's great. I'm going to start using that word that way because I think it's uh, it's kind of special. I Yeah, I'm sure it'll come up again in here as well. Well, the feeling didn't last too long because the next thing you say is, plan to get off, but everyone is busy. Feeling really lonely last few days. I am alone here. Miss my friends at home. Caught up today. Argentina having sex with his friend and Joey surprised us all on the ship. Remember Joey from a few episodes ago? He came to visit on the ship. So he's staying in Joey's room and they're fucking. Oh. So I'm uh, being... Awesome. For my own self-respect, I don't want to have sex again until it's with someone I'm dating. Hmm. Let's unpack that. (laughs) For my own self-respect. That's an unhealthy relationship with sex. 
It, well, I I dare say, from an outsider's perspective, tell me if I'm wrong, that it's just an unhealthy relationship. It's not it, – you you aren't getting what you need from Argentina because he's not nice to you. He's being a mean girl in front of other people, and then you're having sex behind closed doors. So it seems like you are giving away too much of yourself by having sex with him, and you're saying, I, I'm not respecting myself because I'm not – I don't have any relationship with him other than this, which is okay, but that's a mature way of thinking. And at 23, 24 years old, you probably weren't – able to really say this relationship is just sex and that's okay does that yeah. make sense and is that off the mark no like that's yeah that's right and it's it's uh hard to separate it as just a sex thing because it's not as though i could say come over and then go home it's mm-hmm. it, sure we can call it just sex but no matter what we are stuck together there's just no way to isolate it so i think i was like well since i can't isolate it then i can at least stop having sex yeah um it's kind of funny, though, because you've said you've had much more dramatic days and, and moments in this journal and you've squeezed it into five lines. Mm-hmm. But you must have been feeling some kind of way because, you know, this is just it's just kind of a generally a, a sad entry. Like you just weren't you're were feeling lonely and stuff. But you needed seems like you needed to talk or something because you spent a lot more time writing in your journal than you normally would have. Um, the next day you went on a bike ride in Seville with Kick Coffee Parks Mexican food, I'm assuming. Uh, lovely. <laughs> Jim and Nap and finished Perks of a Wallflower on Deck 11. Discovery's Dinner with Joey. Called Mom, and it was so nice. Lovely hanging with Anton and someone else last night when I was lonely. Oh, yeah. Anton and Olya. Oh, yeah. Olya. That's what it is. She's, um, this is, can't believe they haven't come up. Oh, they did come up. These were the people that missed their flight on the way to the ship. Oh, the Ukrainians that didn't give a shit? (laughs) Yeah. They are so rarely in the journal because they're so unintrusive. They just kind of do their own thing. And that was kind of what was lovely about them. Yeah. Um, They, they were just so special. They, first of all, fought like cats and dogs and always in like a Ukrainian Russian blend. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying that because you don't know what language they spoke? They spoke both and they like, I don't know which, which one they were ever speaking. Um, They did teach me how to say um, my vagina smells like roses. Oh. You remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. Look at you with your memory. We're going to have some Russian fans correcting me. <laughs> like, you said my vagina is rotten. Spasibo. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sure I said that wrong, but that's anyway. what Sex in the City taught me. Oh, really? Alexander Petrovsky. Oh, sure. Uh, Bershnikov. Yeah. So they were just so, so, so sweet to everyone and especially to me. And I remember specifically this one time when I'm feeling upset or whatever, they invited me in and they just were such great listeners. They, they were so, uh, Ola was so maternal and one time placed one of her mom's homemade candies that she had been sent to her on my lap while she was listening to me like, complain about something, but like I'm still listening very hard. Like also enjoy this, eat this like the chocolate <laughs> in Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Anton at the same time, did it in his masculine way. He'd pour me a glass of whiskey while maintaining the eye contact. They were just... <laughs> oh my God, I want to visit them. Candy and whiskey? I know. And good listeners? Yeah, they just such, such great people. I was so grateful to have them on the ship. That's very sweet. A feel-good story. On August 30th, you were in Gibraltar once more. You played with macaques. They climbed all over. <laughs> <laughs> what? One of the macaques climbed on top of Awful Lead Singer, <laughs> grabs her by the hair, oh, God. would not let go, like had a fist full of her hair, 
and a very aggressive hard on. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> she got sexually assaulted by a monkey. Yeah, and he was like, "This is mine," and was like making eye contact with everyone around. Had a fist of her hair and a very large boner. Oh, <laughs> oh that is so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. We didn't know what to do. What can we do? We were just like, ah, just say no. Oh God, no means no is what I think you were trying to say. Just say no is drugs usually. <laughs> um, so. What? How did she get out of that situation? Did someone come and uh, just... I think maybe we lured it away with some food. They were super... They were always looking for food in people's purses. They're very tricky. They they go into people's purses. They climb. If if you leave any... um, If you leave like a wrapped granola bar in your purse, they will find it and come at you for it. Yeah. But it was just the right person for it to happen to. <laughs> Fistful of her hair and a raging heart on. <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> Done. <laughs> It just reminds me of when I caught you pulling your own hair <laughs> earlier. Mike's growing his hair out, and he uh, he he was playing with it earlier. He just grabbed a fistful of it and yanked. Just wanted to feel something. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> oh shit! I cannot get I cannot get the image of a horny monkey <laughs> laying claim to this awful woman. There's a picture uh, of it somewhere. Oh. Someone snapped a photo. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Keep him there. <laughs> can we get a picture of a macaque's hard dick on our Instagram this week? I think that'll be censored. It probably <laughs> will be. be. Definitely a uh, flag. Oh, shit. Uh, so you played with macaques. They climbed all over. Uh, St. Michael's Cave and Moorish Castle. Fish and chips. Mm-hmm. Back early for bingo and Denzare. Hanging out with all these awful people. Are they all awful? Well, the Jays and Argentina, the mean girls is what I'm going to call them as a group, they cut me out. As does, oh, Michaela and Kick. Oh, yeah. Really feeling alone. It's because they were probably starting to date, right? They were very, very fresh relationship-y. They were, every time you turned around, they were making out on some wall, like... (laughs) always just like could not get enough of each other um, oh knowing them though that's so sweet yeah. but also i wanted them to have that time and space so i don't want to be there in the middle while they're trying to of course enjoy. yeah so i think that led me to feel a little lonely yep we're on to september now it's a sea day dinner with uh joey and argentina i had dinner with them yeah masochistic shit yeah you were I... feeling lonely you needed to be around people um I do that a lot. I uh, I'm hanging out with these two who are I know they're fucking and they're making me uncomfortable and they're for different reasons because obviously I didn't care about Argentina but you know I'm f- feeling a certain way. Yeah. And uh, I remember specifically doing that with uh, B. Remember B? I do. Infamous B. Uh-huh. Arthur. Uh huh. Arthur. There was one point when I was around him. <laughs> B Arthur. <laughs> I just glazed right I'm over. I'm just that rolling cost. my eyes at myself, please. There was one point when I was spending a lot of time with him and someone else he was obviously dating like behind my back. Um, but I want, and I knew they were, um, but I just wanted to, I just wanted any kind of attention. I wanted to be around. Like I was taking what I could get despite being an obvious third wheel. Yeah. And I recognized all that in the moment and decided to do it anyway. It just sounds like you wanted to be around people and you'd prefer like feeling like a third wheel to feeling lonely and not knowing what was going on deep deep kind of uh next day you're in barcelona it's a beautiful city did loop on off like an on and off bus 
Oh, 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 oh. Okay, gotcha. Um, bad choice. Took too long. <laughs> was a terrible choice. And I was with Awful Lead Singer. Yeah, well, but Jay and I saw outside La Sagrada Familia and Park. Is that, does it say Park Gaudi? Park Well. Yeah, Well. That's what it says. Um, Good memory. I should clarify, actually. Uh, bad choice for me uh, to take that hop-on, hop-off bus, but I know some people just love a hop-on, hop-off, and by some people, I mean my mother. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very mom thing to do. Well, it's just so weird because she grew up in Brooklyn, spent her whole youth in Brooklyn, um, so she knows the city. She used to, you know, paint the town red. <laughs> <laughs> you love to make fun of me in my old-fashioned terminology, paint the town red. Sure, go ahead. You said boogie like 30 minutes ago, so... <laughs> Anyway, he's shimmying, everyone. He's shimmying. <laughs> so she went back to visit Brooklyn after many years. She hadn't been to the city in a long time. And she took a hop-on, hop-off bus in the city. I'm like, Mom, you grew up there. You don't need to do that to see the sights. And she was like, oh, it was so fun. <laughs> she like, I can't even understand how she ever lived there. She also um, walked by one of those parking garages that's like kind of outdoors where they uh, raise the cars and elevators. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my God, it's a hotel for cars. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet. September 4th, uh, Monte Carlo, off with kick. Uh, concrete beach diving? Um, we called it concrete beach. There was a place people used to lie at. It was just basically stairs that went into uh the ocean we called called it concrete beach okay (laughs) um you walked the grand prix track and had lefe's um well we're back to ricky martin because during white night you missed you messed up la vida loca again Uh uh-huh it's just not that hard of a song (laughs) um september 5th jim laundry uh in a show it was fine told you told Kay that you feel lonely it's just the this whole week or couple weeks you were feeling lonely. Lonely, I missed a lonely. Lonely, that's beautiful. Don't say it if you don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that actually is interesting. So Kay is dealing with me being lonely as well. I remember his room was next to mine, and he also at one point invited me in, and um, I'm just like some kid that he is just being kind to, you know. And it was very sweet of him to do. And I'm wondering why Kay and Anton and Ola are not in this journal much at all, but I spent these, these wonderful people who are so kind to me and so positive, but I have entries and entries and entries with these fucking mean girls, like taking up all my headspace. It's, well, I think there's probably a few reasons. I mean, you were spending all your time with them. They were your social circle, like Anton, Ola and Kay were not your, within your social circle, really. Like you worked with them, but you didn't spend all your time with them, right? I guess, but I, I was making choices about who I was spending time with. That's fair. That's fair. Hmm. You yes. also were maybe not as focused on the people that were bringing positivity to your life in this moment. It seems like you were very much overwhelmed by the negativity and like mm-hmm. trying to get in or see where you fit in this crowd of who you probably perceived to be your peers, the other people around your age that were doing what you That's do, true. as opposed to Kay, who you've described before as a... Um, an older guy who has, you know, kind of enjoys the finer things in life and knows sure. his, you know, he's been on these ships for a long time and, and whatnot. But these other young performers are the people who are your most direct peers. And so you want to fit in with them and, and not doing so or not getting along with them matters more to you. Who knows? But that's the fun part of a journal. I've I've learned. I've grown since then. But anyway, I really appreciate uh, 
K in that moment, just the same way as Antonella earlier. Yeah, I love that you have these kind of sweeter, older people who are happy to take you under your wing in times of need. Good folks. Um, the next day, you were uh, the ship was in Porto Venere, Haley, H A L Y. Can I see it? Yeah. It says Italy. It's an I. Oh no! IT. It fucking does. <laughs> uh, imagine a uh, a capital. I and a little T right next to each other. It makes an H when you cram your letters too close together. Okay. Anyway, I'm in Italy. <laughs> Ships in Porto Venere, Haley. First Haley in port. First Italian port. But I'm Manning. Uh, day wasn't bad. Felt swindled with J. Swindled. And C- swindled. J and C about switching gangways and going to come. Who's going to come? <laughs> Let me say it again. What does it say? Awful handwriting. Rome. Rome. I just told you we're in Italy. Oh, my God. It's it's a bear. That is not an R. Also, this is a bad pen. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Switching gangways and going to Rome. Do, do you know what that means? Um, yeah. Michaela and I got fucked. We, were <laughs> uh, we went to Rome, and um, Argentina knew what he was doing. He, like, duped us, to use more good words, um, and convinced us to switch days where we had to do this random duty instead of him the two of us got stuck on the ship greeting people as they entered the ship for i think we were there for 14 hours <gasps> something absurd and he got to go play in rome and he went and go play and played in rome and he knew that was going to happen and he he switched it by being deceitful what a piece of trash yeah oh my god he's the worst we were livid if you have sex with him again i'm gonna be really mad at old i'm not you. gonna have sex with him again ever i promise oh you mean in the journal yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's married now. I'm not worried about that. I'm not convinced that it matters much. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh Christian and Michaela bought you a hat and you love it. Was this when you started your uh gift tradition? It was in there somewhere, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> the hat. Um uh like the very next day I'm wearing the hat and it's really breezy and Kick was like uh, keep your hands on your hat while we walk off the gangway. It's going to fly. I was like, it's fine. Six seconds later, it flies <laughs> right off my head, <laughs> lands in the water. And I was like, oh, oh well. Uh, he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he goes over. It was very easy to grab out of the water. <laughs> you were just, well, I'm never going to see that hat over. again. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just got on his knee and bent down and picked it up and was like, here you go. I was like, oh, Ooh, thank God. <laughs> Oh, Mike the Fatalist strikes again. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, all right, September seventh, Rome! Exclamation point. I'm I'm pissed that he did that to you. That you had to stay on the ship for that whole I thing. I was so pissed. What a dick. Okay, sorry. I'm I'm back into the present. And by present, I mean September of 2013. The past. Um, up at 5:45, got off at seven for Rome. Nice train ride. Short day, so we picked just Vatican. I mean, fair. Had you been there before? Or is this your no, first time? Okay. First time. Saw St. Peter's Square in the Vatican mm-hmm. Museum. Sistine Chapel gave me a thrill I was underline. Just gonna say that. Of course it did. It was really, really special. Um, that is one of those places that will always inspire uh like just true awe, I think. You know, it's just yeah, it I didn't so, expect that. So did you climb the stairs to the top of the cupola in the top of the dome? I don't remember. You would remember because it's like this like you go 
up to the dome. You can either climb stairs or take an elevator. And then you get in this little tiny staircase that goes around the, uh, it's like in between the walls and the dome and it narrows as you go up. And then by the time you're at the very top, it's this little spiral staircase. There's not even a handrail. There's just a rope that drops down the center and you have to hold it. And it's just, you get this beautiful view of St. Peter's square, but it is, mm. I mean, the Catholic church is like corrupt and awful and I don't really want to pay the money, but I will pay money to that church anytime to go into the Vatican. I'll pay whatever it costs because it is so gorgeous and just, worthwhile surprisingly special yeah special that's a great way to say it um what is not special is argentina is still cold and depressed and making you lonely but you give up which is maybe that's half the problem here i'm like lonely and like he's giving me this gray cloud energy i can't get away from it yeah 100 percent. you're just you're in it you can't get away from that at all i hate that i've been so lonely in this whole episode i said that a bunch you have i mean yeah for like two weeks you've been very very lonely i guess we're like halfway through the contract maybe i'm just feeling well this is also one of those things where you you were close with you were obviously getting close with Michaela and Christian, but you weren't best friends yet. You know, you didn't yeah. have a best friend on this ship. That's true. We weren't best friends yet. Um, September eighth was Christian's birthday. Um, beach day in Elba. Oh, out of my mouth. Got it. Is that a memorable day? Uh, yeah, because we we bought a bunch of beach stuff, uh, like buckets and pails and things. We we're like, we just want to have a cute little beach day, and it was a rock beach. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote no sand for castles but beautiful white rocks and crystal clear water i love what a child you are at heart well we couldn't build the sand castles we had our hearts set on but we did fly our kite that we bought a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> thanks for that dork voice you've assigned me also for some reason i have associated with this memory as well this calzone i ordered i remember it was a debacle just to get the calzone because the waiter couldn't understand my american accent which is fair <laughs> um but then i finally get it and it is just loaded with so much meat that I couldn't eat it. Mm. Just like five inches of meat. <laughs> Say five inches of meat again. Five inches of meat. <laughs> and I was eating meat at this point. Just not that much meat. It uh, depends on who you ask. <laughs> no, I was butt swallowing that meat. <laughs> I think it's like the national average is five inches of meat. <laughs> All right. Should we just be explicit about what we're talking about now? <laughs> we just like subtly go from innuendo to directly talking about uh-huh. penis. <laughs> Is the national average five inches? I think it's something like that. I always feel like every time I hear that statistic, it's a little lower than I assume it's going to be. <laughs> you know whose statistic was a little smaller <laughs> than I expected it to be? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, who? Um, that first love of mine that I've mentioned. Oh, B. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, wait, I, are we talking like gherkin? I always say that I could have eaten an apple while giving him head. <laughs> that is such a turn of phrase. <laughs> uh, it didn't matter at all. I loved him so much, but I, I knew he was self-conscious about it. So I guess that's why that stuck around because he was pretty confident about literally everything else. So he needed one little Achilles heel. Little being the operative oh. word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, end of this entry is cake for kick and Brazilian independence. You were in Italy. Right? <laughs> Just on the ship. For, oh. Like, there's a lot of cultures on the ship. So every time some, some countries got a like independence day or whatever, day. Okay. We, yeah, did a thing. I understand. Now, I'm imagining you on the beach like, Brazil! <laughs> I love Brazil! Out of nowhere. It made no sense. Okay, great. September 9th. Um beach day with kick and you filmed adventures we made a made up a little stupid silent movie remember i talked about the fomo we'd have when one of us was stuck on the ship and everyone else is off so michaela's stuck on the ship 
and we were like, we made you this awesome surprise. And then we showed her this video that we made of like having fun. And she was like, great. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) She was not happy with the surprise we made her. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'll cherish it forever. Um, September 11th, you were in Amalfi. Um, You had another one of those fancy parties at the Belvedere de Via Ruffolo. Uh, Oh, we saw a full orchestra and some singers do some classical rap um, on a stage that was hanging off of a cliff. Whoa, what? The audience was on the sitting on the like mountainside and the uh, performers were hanging off the cliff on a stage. It was like uh, an experience like I have never had before or since it was crazy. I mean, the, the music itself was stunning, but also just on the fucking Amalfi coast. It was ridiculous. Yeah. No kidding. That sounds insane. I would like to go to that. Thank you. Um, I miss beautiful music. Argentina. Nice because he's horny. I won't be used. Hey. Okay. So I'm just dying to know, like, you don't have to tell me, but like, do you think that's the end? Because we've had so many times you're like, sex is over with Argentina next day, sex with Argentina, whatever. But the past few days, you're like, I'm not going to have sex with them. We will have sex again toward the very end. But I remember okay. it was, we had a long break. Okay. He's like begging for it now. Uh, but at least he was being nice. You won't be used. September 12th. That's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so disappointed? <laughs> because there was no recognition in your eye when I said September 12th. No, I knew it was your birthday, but I, I don't know. Did you want me to blow up a balloon real quick? <gasps> you did a whole song and dance when we got to fucking May 31st. Well, I'm selfish. <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> You're such a dick. Uh, oh, happy birthday. In 2013. Uh, tour around Capri. Grotto Azula. You got married the day after your birthday? Nope. Didn't get married on September 13th. When did you get married? September 24th. Oh, got it. Um, Grotto Azula, Lover's Arch, and Da Luigi Resort. Five different boats. Oh. Sal Vesuvius. Great guests. They were so sweet and supportive at White Night. Argentina keeps asking me to have sex. Nope. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. That's good. Yeah. I mean... He keeps asking me to have sex, and I'm yeah. like, no. Uh-huh. Wow. I was done. Dunzo. You were dunzo. You were well, sort of dunzo for the, for the time being. Would you say that you were dunzare? No. <laughs> dunzar, no. <laughs> uh, um, fine. Me sticking to my guns and saying no makes me feel really good, especially after all those lonely little entries. Good. St- Mean what you say and say what you mean. Yeah, that's good. I mean, refusing to be used, not letting yourself become a sexual pawn <laughs> for your emotionally abusive roommate. Nowadays, I'm like, please, someone use me as a pawn. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to use Mike as a pawn, send him a direct message on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Slide right into those DMs. Uh, I'm just like a pawn. Very few moves and at the disposal of any old queen. <laughs> I just made a <laughs> fully coherent metaphor about chess i'm really impressed with you metaphor yeah you didn't know the word for your own anatomy earlier in this episode but i don't have that piece you have a frenulum do i yeah i'm cut i know anyway the scar of it is the frenulum we're we're gonna go uh uh do a little bit of uh i'll show you mine if you show me yours no (laughs) i just meant google image searching for frenulum this is going downhill before we do that mike any parting words yeah uh 
please rate and review us on iTunes. If you're listening to it and enjoying us, uh, that really helps us and it keeps this show going. Sure does. Uh, or, you know, well, after you do that, then come and send us a quick message on Instagram uh, or Twitter or Facebook. All of those uh, handles are at MBFJ Podcast. Our email is mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. We love getting messages from people listening, so keep that coming. That's true. More listener mail coming at you soon. And also, if you just want to go to our website, that's mybestfriendsjournal.com. Sure is. Until next time, always remember, don't let a macaque anywhere near your hair. More like macaque. Am I right? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah, I'm right, though. <laughs>